holsters that I'll probably get crap over, but I have a bunch of different pistols because I teach a lot of different people how to shoot, and I just like to have a holster available for everything. Yeah. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. And it's Megan. And we are here with Paul. Say hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> he is from the Nashville Armory and he's going to teach us a little bit about concealed carry today. What are you most excited about? To learn. To all learn. To learn all the things. Yeah, I'm excited too. I haven't actually concealed carry yet Not because. Either. Yeah, in Tennessee, you can constitutional carry. Haven't done it yet, though, because I wanted to take this, so I feel yeah. comfortable carrying. That's why I haven't carried. Yes, because there's a lot that goes behind owning and carrying a firearm every day. So you just want to make sure you set yourself up for the using best practices. Yes. So we are going to video some of the class and show you what we learned, so we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Way to imprint it into your brain, right? So cool girl, thumbs up, Peyton. Cool girl, thumbs up. So thumbs up right here, all right? Double thumbs up. Put your thumb down here, open it up. Now say swoosh. This is a upside down Nike swoosh. And what we're gonna do with our thumb is we're gonna trace it all the way to the tail, right there. Excellent. All right, so here's the other thing you do. Flick off the target right now. All right, wiggle your middle finger at it. All right, hands up, wiggle that middle finger again. I want you to focus on that middle finger. Now check it out, hold your gun like this. You have peaks and you have valleys right here, all right? What we're gonna do is this middle finger is gonna go in that first valley right there. So, go like this, wrap your hand around so that first middle finger is in that valley, good, and then we just follow, then that other finger gets jammed underneath that trigger guard. Now check out your thumbs. That's a good revolver grip, remember? Yeah, there we go. All right, so we don't want any gap underneath the trigger guard and we don't want any gap back here. We want to get high up on that back strap because the lower we hold that firearm, the lower the fulcrum point is for recoil. Gives us less control. So we get high up. Now, every time you grab your gun, you don't have to go swoosh. The reason I do that is we're learning a new technique, right? We're learning a new grip. And we're not in the gunfight right now. So when we go out on the range, you can take your time and be like, okay, how do I? We have swoosh. Eventually, you're just going to put your hand there and go right there. But for now, this swoosh method, or another way, is karate chop and then just hit it. We want our thumb running parallel to the barrel, but it's attached to the frame. All right? Okay, that's a good two-handed grip. That looks like a good two-handed grip. See so if you can get your pinky a little bit higher up on there. Like that? Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, I think you guys should get lights for your firearm. Which okay. sucks for you, because then you got to get another holster. It's just the name of the game. Do you have a light on there? Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's always good to have a light because then you can fight at night. You gotta be yeah. able to fight a target, right? Also, another thing a light does is it helps mitigate some of the recoil because it adds a little bit more weight to the uh -huh. front, so it's a little flips a little bit less. So, all right, now that we got that, we got a good two-handed grip. You guys look awesome. Go ahead, stand up. We're gonna talk about our stance really quick. All right, so take your fingers like this. I want you to touch your hips right here. I want you to imagine there's a metal rod going fingertip to fingertip. That's a hinge. Hinge forward, hinge back and forth a couple times. So we're just hinging at the hips, keeping our knees bent. You guys are doing great. Peyton, bend your front knee. There you go. Okay, so now we're going to keep our head up. And we're going to hinge forward so our nose is over our toes. Where's our nose? Over the toes. Excellent. All right, hands up like this. 
Bring them in nice and tight to your chest. Monkey with a symbol. Say it. Now, this is our workspace, all right? What else is this called? Workspace. So now, you remember Karate Kid? Have you seen Karate Kid? She hasn't seen Karate Kid. Right, I've noticed. All right, so what we're going to do is we're just going to extend our arms out. We're going to keep our elbows bent. Excellent. Bring it back in. Extend out again. Now, this motion I want you to ingrain into your brain. It's compression and driving the gun. I'm sure there's other words for it. It's fine. All right, so instead, do me a favor. Put your hands down like this. All right, there we go. Now repeat after me. We are not bowling. We are not bowling. Awesome. Bring it back up here. We are not fishing. We are not fishing. In a lot of action movies, you see people go like this or like this, right? I just took an active duty or an active, uh, active shooter course like a month or two ago. A bunch of cops are running around like this. This is such a wasted motion. You're using up all this energy, and you're pointing your gun at the floor, at the table, when really you should always be pointed at the threat if you draw. Give you an example. All right? The second it clears, you're always pointing at the threat. So if I have to shoot from right here, I can. Yeah. And be fair, I can hit that target, no problem, from right here. Right? Now, obviously, you want to have a good stance, a good sight picture, but if your threat is moving towards you quickly, you might not have time to push it out, because even if you have a couple good hits, that momentum is still going to bring that threat towards you and it might not stop them immediately, all right? So, instead of bowling, instead of fishing, we are going to bring it in here, drive the gun. Yeah. What's nice about that belt is these are crossbreed holsters, and I absolutely love these. If you do get a leather holster, if you can get horse hide, horse hide's better because it's both thinner and it is better for moisture. So, like, we're in a hot climate here. If you sweat a lot, this will, it's a lot stronger than cowhide, but also it absorbs moisture better, and so it won't wear out faster. But notice all these big clips right here. So I have a nice leather belt. I don't need anything super flexible, and this will go on the inside of my pants, and that's great. The issue, though, with strong side holsters, every time you bend over to pick something up, your shirt comes up and it just hangs out on your gun. And the thing about printing is printing isn't really a thing. That's not true, but if you're judicious, you might print a little bit, but nobody notices other than people that also conceal carry. And we're in Tennessee and nobody really cares out here, right? So you don't have to worry about too much about printing, but on this, for a strong side holster, you're always gonna print and have to adjust your shirt and stuff. What's nice about appendix carry, right? A lot of these appendix carry holsters have a mag pouch, all right? You always wanna be carrying an extra magazine. And so for you, since that doesn't have a magazine, uh, like attachment to it, you're gonna want something to carry an extra magazine. It's not so much you have more rounds to sustain a firefight, although today threats are changing. If you notice like all the muggings and the home invasions and everything, there's usually like two to three people now where it used to just be like a single mugger. So yeah, it pays to have more ammunition, but the main issue is malfunctions, which we're gonna do a couple malfunction drills here. But if you're not perfectly holding that firearm or you have some ammunition that isn't working or your weapon isn't maintained, or sometimes it's just chance, you could have something called the double feed. And with the double feed, the quickest way to fix it is you strip the magazine out. And the most efficient way is you strip it and throw it on the floor. Well, then you grab an extra mag, put it in, and get back into the fight. So you want to carry an extra magazine with you for malfunctions. That's the primary reason. The secondary reason is just to have more ammunition to sustain the fight. Make sense? All right, so check it out. Instead of, I'm going to show you what happens with the strong side carry. Now this is very comfortable, all right? This is what's called a hybrid holster, and a hybrid holster usually has like a leather type material. It can be um, 
what's the vocabulary word I'm looking for? It could be synthetic material, but then you usually have a hard kydex on the outside. All right, clear gun. So this is nice too, because if you're used to carrying a duty holster or whatever, it's very similar. You just have to remove the garment, draw, and then present, right? But check it out. Whenever I bend over to pick something up, see how that's just hanging right there? Mm -hmm. So these are very comfortable, they're nice. There's some other disadvantages too. If I'm sitting down, it's kind of harder to get to, especially if I'm driving. Mm -hmm. With an appendix holster, now, there's a little less to worry about with females versus males for an appendix holster, but your femoral arteries are still down here, and those are very dangerous, right? Well, I mean, to get shot there is very dangerous. All right, where'd my gun go? Here we go. Now, this is a five-inch gun. This is, like, not really a concealed carry gun, but it doesn't look like I'm carrying at all. If no. I bend over to pick something up, well, you kind of can't. You have to take a knee, yeah. which we should be lifting with our legs anyways, right? And so a couple things is you learn when you appendix carry, you put your shoes and socks on before you put your gun on. Because mm -hmm. otherwise it's a pain in the ass or pain in the front. The other thing is if I'm sitting down, all right, I'm driving this daisy, and all of a sudden I got I to gotta draw, I can draw. All right, now I'm not saying you should fight from a vehicle. If you're getting shot in a vehicle, get out of the vehicle. But that's another class entirely. <laughs> Vehicles are bullet magnets. Um, you want to get out and then, you know, get an advantage with some cover or something and, or just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. All right, pardon my French. But with an appendix carry, it's super, super easier to draw while you're seated. All right? Yeah. So that's why I like the appendix holsters. But you guys have different wardrobes than dudes, right? You can wear the same thing as dudes, but you guys got dresses and your workout equipment and everything. And so it would probably make sense to have a couple different types of holsters to fit your attire. People will say, no, you should dress for your holster. Look, live your life. You know what I mean? Get whatever you feel comfortable with training with, do that. That's a decent appendix holster. Why don't you pull that out really quick? So check it out. What's happening right here. Yeah, go ahead, just set that down. What's happening is this uh, wing right here is getting hooked on there. Yeah. What the wing does, this pushes against the belt line or the belt and pushes the grip back into your body so it's a little more concealed. This is a really well designed holster. So, and you have your little belt clips right here. These are great. All right. <laughs> so, you can do strong side if you want, you can do whatever. And then there's also outside the waistband carry. Mm -hmm. So this would just go onto my belt right here, and this is super comfortable. If I'm like mowing the lawn or doing yard work or whatever, yeah. I'm going to carry outside the waistband. It's fine. And in the winter, if you wear, you know, a jacket or something like that, an outside the waistband holster is wonderful because it's, again, more comfortable. You can carry a larger firearm and have it concealed. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different stuff going on here. This is what's called a pocket holster, all right? So those little tiny little 380 guns, right? Yeah. You can carry them in your pocket, but they have to be in a holster. In a proper one, this I think came with my little Ruger. It's got kind of a sticky material on the outside, so when you draw the holster, when you draw the gun, the holster stays in your pocket. You can't carry a gun in your pocket unless it's in a holster, though, because you don't want to have anything to be able to get to that trigger. All right. And then we have a little ankle holster. You can do this too. This is just some cheap one that works really well when I'm on some protection details. I'll carry a backup gun. Just goes right around your ankle and they're fine for what it is you don't want to be like running around town and stuff with this but it's a decent little option to have you know also if you're wearing an outfit that you can't like but you got some nice with the Ugg boots or the, the fuzzy yeah. boots the boots with the fur is that the song boots with right? the fur. And there you go so you can put that in now there's advantages and disadvantages to all of these holsters i like the appendix holster right this is the quickest to get to and everything 
then, so I used to wear kilts a lot, I still do sometimes, but I got this for kilt carry. This is like a knockoff smart carry holster. I kind of modified it a little bit to carry my shield or my little 380. And so if you're wearing a skirt or a dress or something that like you can't really do a normal appendix carry, you can get something like this. Now mm -hmm. this is what's called a deep concealment holster. So I have to like move my belt line, get dig on into it and pull it out. So yeah. the advantage of the appendix holster, the main advantage is very quick. It's very quick to get to. It's also a little uncomfortable until you get used to it, all right? This is great if you don't want to print at all and you need to maybe go places where they frown upon carrying, but you still want to be able to protect yourself as your God-given right and legal American right, right? So there's, there's a lot of different options out here and they're made out of a lot of different materials. I say go with what you got right there. I think that's the best thing to start out with. Now you have a belly band. Let's take a look at that really quick. All right, so belly bands are awesome. I know a lot of like big burly dudes that still wear belly bands. This is wonderful for a lot of different reasons, but also gym carry. If you wear, what do you guys call them, pump covers? Yeah. If you're wearing pump a pump covers. cover, all right, a nice baggy t-shirt at the gym, you can still keep this on you and do almost all of I brought my pump cover just in case. Awesome. Well, we'll practice with that out yeah. there, okay? Well, we'll practice here before we go out there. But these are great for, for uh, wearing at the gym or when, you know, you just for different types of attire, yeah. all right? Something else that what I do at the gym is I just have one of these in my gym bag. Just put one of these in the gym bag. I turn the combination, so I just have to move one of them. Yeah. Or if I know the gym I'm working at or whatever, I don't even lock it. I Does just... your gym allow concealed carry? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> so, I like that answer. Yeah, so like in California, I was a Wisconsin resident, but it's a misdemeanor if you're caught. I had nine concealed carry permits, an armed guard car from two different states. I was an instructor, mm -hmm. a veteran. Like, I'm gonna protect myself. Like the yeah. federal law says I can carry there, even if the state law says, oh, uh, uh, your zip code dictates whether or not you have rights. Yeah. So, but also keep in mind New York City or New Jersey, if you even fly into the airport, they'll arrest you for having a firearm. Wow. Even though it's Boo. federally legal for you Boo. to have, right? So I'm not saying break the law. I'm saying you should do whatever you can that you feel comfortable with to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And I keep my gun in my gym bag. I have a, I carry like a smaller nine millimeter when I'm at the gym and my gym bag never leaves my sight. It's usually yeah. right next to me. I'm not worried about somebody grabbing it and running off with it. Mm -hmm. If they do, I'll throw a plate at them, Yeah. you know? So lots of different options here. Here's another hybrid holster. I'm missing some pieces right here. But I had a revolver that not a lot of companies made holsters for, but this one did. Same thing with this. You know, whatever, what's nice about your guys' guns is a lot of different companies make holsters for mm -hmm. them. But when you get your holster, I'd say before you get a holster, for those of you watching this, once you pick out your gun, get a light on your gun, then get mm -hmm. your holster, so that way you buy once, cry once. Yeah. All right, so I got my appendix carry holster on. Now, for that gun, we're gonna use your gun, even though that's designed for this thing right here, yeah. the E320, because you're not wearing a belt. <laughs> and there's, let's talk about belts again. Super all over the I place. never wear belts, so I don't, even, I don't even own a belt. Yeah, well, you should get one. Yeah. 100% if you're gonna be carrying <laughs> holster same thing with you because that's going to work a lot better mm -hmm. you don't want to like draw down on somebody and then it just pulls right out of your pants and you're like oh i still have the holster give yes. me a second here right so this is just a standard leather belt and this works good with certain holsters but i don't like to carry appendix with this because there's not a lot of flex in it so what i do is this is a groove belt all right you can get these off amazon they're a little yeah. flexible Right, and so those are great for appendix carry, but also right now I just have on an inner liner belt for a battle belt, and that seems to work great for me too. So it's not super thick, it still has a little bit more play than the leather mm -hmm. does. 
So experiment with a couple different things. The Amazon try before you buy thing is awesome, right? Yeah. They have really great customer service. If it's not the right size or is it working for you, send it back and then get something that does. But finding the right belt and holster combination is really important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that we've talked about that, do you guys have any questions about, oh, lastly, mag pouches. So a Kydex mag pouch is great. I think I brought over, did I bring them over here? I think I did. I have another mag pouch for you. You can also throw your magazine in your pocket, but the issue is what else do you have in your pocket, right? And is it gonna print in that pocket? Yeah. It's wise to have some sort of mag pouch on you, all right? And so I really love these Blatech mag pouches. I've used them and abused them and abused them, and they're pretty durable. They have different tension settings, but there's a lot of different companies that make, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of different companies that make mag pouches. You need to have at least one extra mag on you when you're carrying concealed. Okay. The last thing I'll talk about, which I didn't bring it, but I always have a tourniquet on me. And I also, I have this, what I didn't bring is I have this little ankle pouch that has a medical kit. Nice. And later on, if you guys want, we'll talk about emergency medicine when it comes to this sort of thing, trauma kits. We should all have a tourniquet on you. And you should have a tourniquet on you not just because of your firearm. First off, if you're prepared to make holes, you should be prepared to plug holes. We're good people, and I know like some lawyers and people talk about online, if you shoot someone, don't try to save them because then it's gonna be a big, no, you're not trying to kill anybody. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You're trying to stop them. You're trying to stop a threat. So if you can save someone's life, like say you end up having to shoot someone and then you save their life and then they go to Peru and do ayahuasca and then they join a mission and go drig well, dig wells for pygmies in Africa. That's like the best possible outcome, right? So my mentality I never is, even thought about that. Yeah, so tourniquets are great, and this is the first, very, very first step in emergency medicine, and anybody can apply yeah. it. We can do a class on this as well. You do got to be careful not to order them off of Amazon because they're not always real tourniquets. Okay. Right? We have them here at the Nashville Armory. Okay. You can get them from a bunch of medical websites. I always recommend starting out with a cat tourniquet from North American Rescue. That's a great, easy one to use for a civilian. There's other ones out there, but I'm just gonna say this one for right now. Okay. And when I don't have a tourniquet pouch on me, I just put this in my back pocket. Yeah. I've got several of these, all right? Now I get it, your attire's a little different than mine. Mine's a little more baggy. If you guys have purses or something, throw it in there. The other thing I'll say is you're much more likely to use this in your gun in everyday life. Yeah. I threw a tourniquet on my buddy, uh, it wasn't my buddy, I was visiting my writing partner, Mike, in, in Nashville, and I'm walking up and I see like, red stuff all over the sidewalk. There's a bunch of arborists working on trees. I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't look like transmission fluid. I get around the truck, and there's a dude holding a nasty t-shirt and this oh. huge cut on his arm. And right away, I was like, hey man, come here, let me see this. And he's on the phone with 911, and I'm like, we're gonna throw a tourniquet on it. And the lady on 911 was like, don't throw a tourniquet on it. We're like, we'll put a tourniquet on it. So I tourniquet his arm, his arm stopped bleeding. Seven minutes later, the fire department showed up. They're like, yeah, dude, that was great. We wish more civilians could do this. And they wow. gave me a new tourniquet. So you are much more likely, I mean, how often do you see car accidents? A lot. How many times a month? Oh, uh, I, I think like once a day. This is every day in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. it's great. They, they have those big trucks. Like they have pretty good accident response. Yeah. yeah. But if you could save someone's life that's in that accident, if you know how to use a tourniquet, this, like I said, is the first step. Yeah. Then we get into chest seals and gauze and pressure bandages and all that other stuff. But bare minimum, you guys should have a tourniquet on you. And they're not, they're like 30 some bucks. Yeah. Right? Now, these are also one-time use. They're not really one-time use, but they're one-time use is in get two, one label it, or get one that's a different color, or even get a cheap one mm -hmm. and then a real one and practice with that cheap one. Practice with the same one over and over because you don't want to keep torquing it down over and over and over again and then have the stitching start to wear out when you actually need it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so for concealed carry, you need a magazine, you need a gun, and you really should have a tourniquet somewhere on you. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any questions about any of these holsters? 
Now these are like just some cheap. All right, any other questions on holsters right now? I realize this is kind of like no, not super no, official, but I feel like it's like a good uh, a look at like how you can conceal carry. Um, because especially for females, it's like, you know, you never know what's going to work. Like sometimes you need that one. Exactly. And like, if you want to better concealed carry, like that's not the best option, but like mm -hmm. for what you're doing, the situation, like that makes a difference. So I feel like, and it, especially for women, like there's concealed carry in your purses. They have like which a, a flashbang bra holster. Yeah. They have a like garter holster. There's so many things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I think like just having options is great because you don't want to be like, oh, well, you know what? I don't know how to make this work with my outfit. I'm just not going to use it today. Now, the downside with options, though, mm -hmm. is are you comfortable with all yes. of them? So you, if you get a holster, if you have two different holsters, and I got a bunch, this is even all the holsters I have, but you got to train with it. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people only carry one gun and only have, no, carry however many guns you want. Like, I've yeah. got a barbecue gun. You know what I mean? But are you training with it? Are you proficient? And in a stressful situation, are you going to be able to handle your second gun as well as you handle the first gun? So it, yeah. In an emergency situation, when you're in fight or flight, you always fall back to your lowest level of training. 